BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Well, hey there, Leah. Hey, Annie. How are you doing today? I am under pressure today. I am wrapping up all of the prep for clinical complexities in private practice, which by the time listeners are hearing this episode, the doors are open. There's still time to join before all of our lives start, but I have been hustling around the clock to get all these recordings prepared, the course area ready. It's like dusting all the corners and (laughs) also managing my private practice and I have a family. So it's been a lot this week, but I am taking some intentional time off next week, two full days where I am not permitting myself to do any work at all. And I cannot wait. Oh, that's so nice to have that reward at the end of all your hard labors. It's like, okay, I can keep pushing because I know my time is coming to just relax and rest. That's awesome. And I'm so excited about this clinical complexities conference. It's just going to be amazing. And all the speakers that you've told me about and all the content that I've got to hear about, I've just like, I can't wait. Open, hurry up. (laughs) I know. And we've got you in there too. You are doing like literal clinical complexities. Leah's got these case studies that are from her own private practice that are the things where you're like, nobody ever sees that except Leah and she's know how. Got videos. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I, I love case studies. I feel like I can't get enough of them. So I'm super excited for everyone else to see yours. And yeah, it has been really fun working on this conference. And for the first time we are including deeper dive as part of the conference. So anyone who's registered in clinical complexities and private practice, the full 
course is going to get automatically registered for two deeper dives with me and Leah. We've got our deeper dive into nurturing your business, and that's on November 23rd at 4 p.m. Eastern, and deeper dive into clinical complexities in December. So if you're just interested in the lactation business coaching deeper dives, you can go to paperlesslactation.com slash lactation business coaching to find out about our memberships and to find out about our deeper dive vault going back to January, 2020, which also has its own private podcast feed. So anyone who's got access to the vault or a membership that includes vault access, you can pull audio from all of our deeper dives into your favorite podcast player. Listen to it on the go. I'm super excited about that. I'm an audio auditory learner. And the course is also going to have its own private podcast feed. So if you're interested in registering for the course and getting access to these deeper dives that are included and all the other great things that come along with the course, it's paperlesslactation.com slash course. And it's a whole bunch of SERPs and some great speakers, including Leah. I'm super excited about that. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the whole audio feed thing. I'm actually attending a conference right now. It's going on this week. And I was like, man, I'm about to leave for my walk. So I'm going to have to stop this conference that I'm trying to listen to. And then I was like, man, if they had only just had a feed that I could like keep walking, like do my exercise and listen at the same time, like that would be genius. And look, Annie, you're genius. Um, I appreciate it so much. So I know what I'm going to be doing for my walks starting here shortly once everything gets going. I'm super excited about it. So today we are talking about that kind of cultural pressure I think we get or even internal pressure to really do it all. And I think the culture has started to make a shift. But for the longest time, I think we have been living in this era of like hustle culture. I I know you've probably felt this too, especially when I first got into the space of like personal development and was kind of looking at stuff like that. I felt like the answer was, you only need four hours of sleep. You can make this happen. You can be an entrepreneur and have millions and billions of dollars if you just push hard enough. And I feel like sometimes that's really where in my entrepreneurial startup, like I thought that's what was required. Have you felt this kind of hustle culture through your journey as an entrepreneur? And has it shifted for you, Annie? Definitely, I've felt it. And as you know, I've been freelancing since I I can't even remember when I started. I think the last time I had a full-time job (laughs) was in 1999. And so I jumped right into freelancing. And even when I had my full-time job, I had a full-time job. This is when I first moved to New York. I had a full-time job working for a film producer. I would then leave that job and go work my second full-time job at a video store. And it was a lot. And then I left the video store, but I was still babysitting because my, my day job didn't just didn't make enough money to pay the rent. So I was still babysitting. And then I was writing a screenplay Oh my gosh. In the, when I wasn't, you know, working or babysitting. And so I'm already kind of inclined to be that way. If I'm not interested in something, I really won't put that kind of effort into it. But if there's something where I'm like super invested in, like, making enough money to live in New York city or becoming a screenwriter. I'm all in. And I, I'm like, yeah, bring it. Like, yeah, let's, you know, lean in came out a while later, but I definitely felt a lot of internal pressure on myself when I read that book, even where I was like, this is bad for families. But I was like inside, I was like, but, but if, if this is when 
the time in my life when I have the most earning potential and all these ideas. I, I can't miss my chance, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of like like our the American dream of like, you can own a business and you can have all these amazing opportunities if you can just do it all. You know, I feel like that, like our American dream kind of went sideways. But I will say that I have definitely noticed a movement for some pushback on this hustle culture. A lot of, you know, influencers now are talking about doing less and and having more thoughtful, you know, picking out what exactly are you needing to focus on and not trying to do everything and really pull in a little bit more into like what is essential in your life and your business and like not just trying to be everything for everyone on every level of your entire life. So I really read a lot of books recently and over the last several years about that. You know, there's so many good books out there, like Essentialism comes to mind. There's a couple others that I just really were poignant on this kind of pushback on the hustle culture. But I feel like it's hard, though, as an entrepreneur and owning a business, like you do still have a lot of pressure and we don't think about, do I need to rest? Should I rest? Is it is it not right to rest because I could be doing more, you know? How have you thought about thought about that through your journey? Like, you know, this idea of building in time to rest or really getting more focused on what is essential for your work, for your life. How's that evolved for you, Annie? You know, that's something that I feel like is always something I have to grapple with. I feel like personally, I have definitely bought into this idea that rest is something that I have to earn, not something that is a basic right or like need human, you know, as essential as, you know, breathing, eating and rest. And I'm kind of like, eh, I can, I can do without that. And (laughs) and it's this idea though, that there is a place in the future where I will be able to rest, but it's after I get all of this stuff done. Exactly. I feel that same way. I'm like, oh, it's coming, but I can just like keep pushing because like someday I'll retire and then I'll start resting. (laughs) Right. It's the whole like you'll sleep when you're dead mentality. Exactly. Which is terrible because gosh, that like in the end makes you less effective, less productive than you really imagine yourself being because like spinning your wheels 24 hours a day actually doesn't make you a better person. (laughs) It really doesn't. I mean, and we see this in the work we do with clients. Like I'll tell clients who are needing to pump you know, eight times a day to bring up their milk supply. And I'll tell them if you need to skip a pump, because it'll help you, you'll actually do the next one. Cause if you're sitting here feeling like if I pump right now, I'm never going to pump again. It's better to skip that pump and take that rest break so you can get back into it. And I'm like, why can't I listen to this for myself? (laughs) Right. No. And I, and I get like, so hyper-focused on my projects that like, it really is hard for me to end in the middle of something. And then I feel like if I don't finish it now, then it's never going to get finished or like I need to move on to the next thing. And I was even thinking about this last night. I was listening to a podcast that I really love called Duped, the dark side of online marketing or online business. (laughs) And they had their first episode of season two and they were talking about courses, people who create courses and the kind of claims they make and that they say like, oh yeah, if you make a course, then you're going to be working 10 hours a week, but making seven figures. And this is in the online marketing space. Like they make crazy big income claims, but the whole (laughs) idea that like there is a nirvana out there where 
I am not working at all. And I'm a multimillionaire like that. that that's <laughs> yes, like achievable. That that's out there. And you can, if you could just work hard enough to make it all come together, then you're going to get there. And it's like that kind of carrot hanging in front of us. Like we're just keep running towards it. Like we're going to make it. We're just going to work harder until we get there. But you just really and it's not like something that is. <laughs> yeah, because it's not something that's one person can do. Like when you look at businesses that real businesses that actually do scale, it's because they get outside investment or the people running them have access to money that mm-hmm. they can that they can be their own investors. This whole idea that you're going to bootstrap your way to be a gazillionaire when you start with nothing is is not right. And so what you have to always be looking at, I think, is like, what's working right now? Like, let's not think about like buying into some dream of a future that may never come true, but how can I scale what I'm doing or manage what I'm doing right now so that I am building in that intentional rest because I only have right now. I don't have that future. I just have right now. Gosh, it's so, it's so hard. And I think there is a serious social media curse around this because the other thing that I see and I get sucked into this all the time, I'll get on social media. You know, I already have plenty of projects and plenty of things to do to fill my entire day and then some. But I'll get on social media and I'll say like, ooh, okay, I love what she's doing. Okay, I'm going to see if I could like, and then I start brainstorming like this whole project that I'm going to like do what she's doing and like try to make it my own and like a, a new thing. Like, oh, I got this idea from that. And then I'm like, oh, wait, these people are making a course and those people are doing this thing and these people are doing this thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then not to mention like unrelated to businesses, I'm like, ooh, they're traveling with their kids now. Okay, we got to book a, a, a trip. Okay, wait, they're remodeling their kitchen or they're making this amazing dinner. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have to do it all. And like on every aspect of my life, I have to look social, not look social media, but like attain that social media perfection. And it is consuming to where sometimes I like literally just like throw my phone down on the bed, like get away from me, you demon out of my hands, because it feels like it's just sucking you in. Like you must do it. You must do it. All the things they look at what they're doing. Look at what they're doing. It is such a curse. And you really have to be so mindful as you consume media, social media. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, we're almost forced to be on some way in social media. You're just not, you know, going to grab the market that you might want to, you know, but you also have to be so mindful about it. But I think this is where this hustle culture and this kind of internal nagging of like, I could do a little more. I need to do a little more. I'm not doing everything. I'm not doing what, you know, that lactation consultant, she posts 20 times a day. Maybe I should be doing that. Oh, look, that lactation consultant made a whole latch course. Okay. I've got to do that. That lactation consultant is going lives every week to explain something. I'm like, it can like consume you with thinking that that's what you need to be doing to be successful. But remember, like each of those people are doing one thing and you're seeing a hundred things and you're thinking you need to do all 100 things where really each of those one people is doing maybe one thing. And so that's where we have to really start to hone in. It's like, what's our one thing? What's it something that really works for you, you know, and like really could get some enjoyment, but also build your business from, but doesn't suck the life out of you. I think that's what we all need to figure out, you know? I love that because, you know, when you look at these people and you do realize when you do one thing and you do it really well, like that's better than doing a whole bunch of things and having them half finished. And there definitely have been things that I've attempted in my life where I was like, 
this is not the right direction that I want to go in. This is not working for me. And being able to identify when it's time to pack up an idea, when it's time to just drop something halfway done. And that's something where, you know, I don't necessarily have the social media thing because I don't, I don't spend a lot of time on, on Instagram and I'm not on TikTok. That's just not a format that pulls me in, but I have this really internalized fear of being seen as a quitter or as a failure, that that's Mm. something that is so like can drive me. And part of it is like, you move to New York city and I moved here when I was 21 years old and it's so hard to live here. And you're just like, I'm going to win. I'm going to beat this city. I'm going to stay here forever. And you know, my husband and I would joke as our friends over the years would leave the city (laughs) and then report back from the suburbs. Hey, like what we get is all bunch of John's college friends who moved back to Austin and they're like, y'all should move here. You could have a house and we're like, <laughs> call them quitters. We totally yeah. call them quitters and to their face. Like they, it's like jo- a joke. It's, but a, it's a joke. Yeah. But joke. it is but like, like a slight kind of twinge of truth in there too. A little bit. When John's final best friend moved to Texas from New York, he actually said to John, he was like, you win. <laughs> you officially won. You're the last one here the of last our college one. group. Oh my but like gosh. it comes out and I joke, but like I do love, I mean, I, I love New York City. I feel like we are here to stay, but I don't know. I hear it's easy out there, but I really invested a lot of the first part of my, you know, my my 20s and early 30s were all about becoming a screenwriter. And like I pushed myself so hard. I used to, I would run on the treadmill. And I would be getting myself amped up for a call with a producer or a meeting to pitch a project. And I would listen to Lose Yourself by Eminem over oh and gosh. over and over again, because that was my mantra. Like you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity oh, wow. comes once in a lifetime was like so resonant to me. I was like, yes, but every call was the one opportunity. Every Everything that I was doing was like the one moment make or break. And I would bring that energy into everything that I was doing and really putting it out there, which I know that when you are pursuing a passion and that was my passion at that time, you do want to go all in. Yeah. You, you, you can't, you don't want to like sell yourself short and you, yeah. exactly. But there, there's a mindset where at a certain point I didn't feel free to make changes based on what I wanted out of my life, because I was so invested in this narrative of success Mm -hmm. on the terms that I had defined for myself before I had kids, you know, before I had some life experience, it depends on when you ask me, did I leave (laughs) screenwriting or did I, did I just fail at screenwriting? And it's like, I have to kind of like, for me, it's kind of being comfortable with that idea that I quit because I either was done trying and that's okay. Or I quit because I wasn't good enough. And that's also okay. It's fine in my or life. Maybe not good enough, but know? like you're, cause I think you're amazing, but maybe, maybe like life pulls us in a different direction, you know? And sometimes we're holding so tight to the thing that we think is our direction and life is tugging on the other end of that rope going, no, you're supposed to be over here. You're supposed to be over here. And it is not until we can release that thing that we think we're supposed to be involved in or doing our passion and get pulled into the direction. So I'm so great that life 
life tugged you hard enough out of it so that we could be sitting here today. But it is so crazy when we can reflect back on those things and say, oh, wow, I see what happened. But I also think, how can we see that forward? You know, like, is there something tugging right now that's not a fit? Is there something right now that feels like you're pushing a square peg in a round hole all day long to make it work, make it work? Because there's this idea that like, if you don't post 20 times on Instagram, or if you don't see 50 clients a week, or, you know, all these things, ideas that we get in our head, or if you don't make a beautiful home cooked meal for your family every single day, you know, I mean, there's all these pressures we put on ourselves that aren't fitting but we think we have to keep going. And it's like, maybe life is tugging us in another way because we're supposed to like someday be sitting on a podcast with Annie and Leah. You know, it's like, what can we see in the present that isn't fitting and and try to follow that life's tugging us and maybe not see it as like, I'm failing at this. I suck at this. But like, huh, you know, this isn't really in flow. I am not getting joy I am feeling like I'm pushing constantly from a source of like, I have to do this, you know, not like I woke up today so excited that this is the next step for me. And maybe take that as a little nudge, a little tug on that rope from life saying, hey, got something over here I want you to pay attention to. Maybe we can turn our our attention to those things. And maybe sometimes that means letting go of things that we've invested so much time. I mean, you said 10 you know, plus years of your life you invested on that dream. That's really, really hard to let go. But we're so grateful for all the lessons that you learned because I know you've shared countless lessons that that work taught you that have really va- have been valuable to me and have made you like the really amazing person that you are today. So I think it's really cool how we can have that hindsight. But also maybe we could start looking at some forward facing. How is that impacting us now? Or is there something like that going on now? But okay, so we've talked about why we have all this hustle culture, all this pressure to do it all. What are some of the things that have resonated with you to kind of combat that to say, you know what, I can't do it all? What, how am I going to step away from all this pressure to be everything to everyone and do it all perfectly? What has worked for you, Annie, or what are some of the things that you've kind of been cultivating in your life to maybe not have all that pressure? Yeah, and you know, <laughs> or not. Yeah, <laughs> or right. not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, let me ask my therapist how she thinks <laughs> I'm doing with that. But I mean, really, though, it's coming back to this whole idea of nurture and that what I'm building in my life and where I'm putting my time and my energy needs to be focused around nurturing myself, my family and my clients and, and my career. And so really looking at what, where I'm putting my energy and saying, is this building something or is it really just diffusing my energy and scattering me? And do I have to do it right now? And that has really involved conversations with my family, including my kids, but also with my friends and my colleagues, just to say, you know, and really listening when people say things to you about yourself, it's good to listen to them, people that you trust, you know, and I remember like, a lot of times people would say to me, I just don't know how you do it. I just don't know how you do everything. And every time that was said to me, I would be like, but I, I don't, but I'm not, I can't, I can't. And just feeling that inner like stress 
and just saying, I don't want to be a person that people look at and say, I don't know how she does it because I know what's what it's like inside and it's not good. So how can I be like, okay, then I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to whittle it down to the essentials that nurture me and my business and are about building something that takes care of me and my family. Yeah. I think that's so, so important. And really, I think you have to give yourself some space to really, really look at all the pressure you're putting on yourself and what's like something, you know, cause there are some times that we do need to push ourselves because it is a true passion and desire and dream. I mean, there are some days where I'm like, I got to push myself to finish work that I'm like, I really don't want to do this right now, but I've got to do it because in the end, my outcome is something that is really important to me or is going to have some benefit to me or my family or my clients. And so it's important. But I think sometimes in the hustle and bustle of life, we just get to doing and we're just become doers of all the things. And in that, we lose sight of evaluating what are we exactly doing? You know, it's like you're just spinning your wheels. You're doing all the things, throw throw a bunch of balls up in the air and everything's staying up. So you're just keeping them up. But it's like looking back and or not looking back, but looking inward to say like, okay, what really is what I want to be doing with my time? And then narrowing in your focus, because like you were saying, you just can't do everything. There's no way to do it all. And when you do try to do it all, you're going to be doing a whole bunch of things, but not really well. And I have definitely experienced that in my life where I'm like, oh man, I've really got to get some pruning in here because I'm letting myself and a whole lot of people down when I'm not giving myself more time to be really good at the things that I really want to be good at, you know? And so that's it's hard lessons to learn. The other thing is that I have found important is that remembering things are going to be constantly shifting. So in this busyness, in this like, okay, this right now, I want to be doing these 20 things, you know, but like maybe I don't need to be doing those in a year or a couple months or, you know, and to be continuously evaluating, especially when you're feeling that like just bogged down and you're not finding the joy in the things that you are doing. I think that's a real alarm bell going off that like, let's evaluate what's going on. Where am I putting my energy? Is this something that's going to have a positive impact that I desire, you know? And those are all hard things to do when you're just busy with life. I mean, I'm like quiet moment to sit and think like, when am I going to do that? Okay. I already wake up at 530. So what am I going to wake up at five so that I can have a quiet moment? Guess what? That's going to be me sleeping (laughs) for 30 minutes. That's my quiet moment. So it's like, it's hard to really force ourselves to shut down the what I could do, what I should do, and really find the moment to have the peace enough to say, okay, what do I want to do? What do I, what's really important right now? So, and that's definitely something that, you know, getting older helps with having that perspective of time, being able to look back and say that the urgency I felt around certain things, you know, going back again to that the screenwriting career that I had and and working in the film industry and just, you know, feeling that, that kind of do or die, you know, urgency to do everything and looking back and being able to say, you know, from the perspective of it's been almost, you know, it's been almost 10 years since I wrote my last screenplay, had my last paid screenwriting job and looking back and being like, wow, that was amazing that I got to do that for the time that I got to do it. I had some great experiences. I met some awesome people. I met my husband. 
and now my I'm my child is super into movies and is going to a film high school and so that's so really cool. fun and just realizing that that life isn't this it isn't this like catastrophic distillation of all of my energy into one moment <laughs> that's going to then fulfill me like what happens on the other side of of lose yourself on the other side of that that one moment is the rest of your life. And so right? what do you want the rest of your life to be? It can start right now. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to wait. Just like that rest doesn't have to wait. You don't have to earn the right to rest. You don't have to earn the right to be satisfied with what you've already done and say, you know what, this isn't working. That goes, this is working and I love it. And how can I structure what I'm doing to support more of this yeah, in my life? It. It's yeah. never, it, that's what it's never too late for. Yeah, I 100% agree. And to kind of pull this into the world of lactation, I think we get a lot of pressure to see everyone. You know, if you have a practice where you feel like you cannot meet the demands, I mean, that's where pressure to do it all can really be hard to, to work through because you've got real people in front of you with real serious needs and begging for your help. And we can sometimes get caught up. And I know I've totally done this in my business where I haven't even stopped to breathe because I'm like, everybody needs to be seen. And yeah, like that really intentional moments of rest is like not going to be at the end of you saw every lactating family in your county. <laughs> you know, I mean, like that's where that rest moment doesn't come then. It really has to be built in because it'll just make you a better human <laughs> in general. You know, burned out humans are oftentimes, you know, hard on themselves, but hard to to give, you know, and to be present with the people that they love. So we are encouraging you to step back from the pressure of doing it all, to really look inward, narrow down your focus so that you can be amazing at the things that you love and do amazing at and put your energy, even if that means you're just letting go of some things that you thought you really wanted, like Annie's. Definitely. <laughs> and if you can think of someone in your life, when you're done listening to this podcast, think of somebody in your life who you can tell, I see what you're doing. I see the work you're doing. And I'm so proud of you and so happy for you. And what can I do to support you? I know you can think of somebody that just needs to hear that today to hear that they've got someone on their side, cheerleading them and who wants to support them emotionally or physically, you know, maybe they'll be like, yes, can you please like bring me some food right now? I'm very <laughs> <Yeah>. hungry. <laughs> if it's like, you know, you're somebody in your house working in the next room, but just, just to think about like, maybe you can't do it for yourself, but I bet you could do it for somebody else. And um, let's just make those that circle of care ripple by nurturing us and get out of the pressure to do it all because yep, step out of that pressure cooker know that there is life outside of the pressure cooker and a beautiful business and a beautiful life is is there for us all we just always are going to be on this journey of figuring that out right it's we been really so are. fun talking to you today about this annie and as usual i have left I'm going to be leaving here with some, I think, some journal prompts. I'm like, I need a journal about some of this. Some really uh, poignant thoughts came up for me. And I'm like, I, I really want to hold on to this because I think this is such an important conversation to have. So thank you for spending this time today. It was awesome getting to chat about this. And I look forward to seeing you again soon on our next podcast.
I know it's always great. Some, some of these episodes are like little mini therapy and this one definitely felt like that. (laughs) All right. Have a great day, Leah. I'll talk to you soon. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.